Welcome to the Power Block Fitness Podcast. My name is Jason Lindsay. And my name is Kitty Truex. And we are delighted that you have chosen to listen to us today. Delighted. Yes. It's, I'm excited, Kitty. I'm excited for our guest today. I'm excited for the weather. First off, how was your week? Oh, my you had a week? birthday. Well, you know, I did. I turned 48 years old a few days ago. And I celebrated by uh, smoking a cigar, in case you're wondering. I knew that already. Drinking some whiskey, um, sitting by a fire. You know, it was decent weather, but the fire fire helped keep me warm. It was fun. Good yeah. for you. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, and I went before that, uh, so I took, I had some time off. I'm excited to be back at Power Block. Um, anybody listening, wondering, because I know this is, you know, we've done a few of these episodes. I'm the director of brand marketing. My job is to help... Uh, Help PowerBlock move along to get into more homes, get the, get our product in, in front of more people and stuff like that. So I took I, uh, six days off and counting the weekend, and I drove to Kansas City, Missouri. I played golf, and I drove to Omaha. You ever been to Omaha, Kitty? I have not been to Omaha. You been to Kansas City? No. Yeah, but Kitty, you should get on wait, the horn. But hang on, Kitty, you, you front a cover band. I do. Is that the best way to explain it? You front a cover band. I have a band. You have a band. Band is mine. Do you? Are you the lead singer? Correct. Does anybody else sing? Yes, I do have some backup. Rad, awesome vocalist. What is the? Is there a, a? Is there a cover song that you always play? Ballroom Blitz. Always. Oh, is that? Always do Ballroom Blitz. Who sings that? Sweet. I did not know that. Yeah. The more you know. What, what name? Another one. Ballroom Blitz. Do you remember Wayne's World? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, okay. I, I know. Another one. Okay. Um, well. But 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 I I hey, know little thing. Let me light your candle, cause mama I'm show all the hand and now yes, you know that song. Yeah, uh, who sings that? Uh, who is that? The Counting Crows. No, it's not. No, it's no, not. The Black Crows. The Black Crows. Sorry. Yeah, it's, County, not, yeah. it's not Counting Crows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Counting Crows. Counting Crows is a great. Not not that Black no. Crows are a bad band, but I'm right about that. It's Black Crows, right? Because Counting Crows. You're is, correct. I have August and everything after. It's a great album. Counting Crows. Um, so when's the next time you're playing? Next weekend. Where at? Yeah, uh, in Minneapolis, South Minneapolis. Wait, wait, wait. I live in South Minneapolis. Well, there you go. You're coming in. What, what's the at? Where at? What venue? What? The VF Dub. In Uptown? Oh, yeah. I can walk to that 12 minutes. Fantastic. I've, I've I'll see you there. See how, see how easy it is? We had to find that out on a podcast. You, so you're playing in, the, in that one room with the stage. I've never played there before. It's the first time. Oh, you're going to love it. You're I come that, rocking out. That stage that you're playing on, I watched the Minneapolis Miracle. I know list, our listeners are from all over the globe, but the Minnesotans, the football fans must remember the Minneapolis Miracle. I watched it. They, they had the TV or a screen as big as that stage. Yeah. So I get to watch Kitty Truax on that stage. Well, Kitty, let's move on, talk about who we got today as a special guest. People have heard enough about us. Austin Dotson. Yes. Had you ever heard Austin Dotson before I said, hey, who, guess who's coming up? No, I'd never heard of him before. So I'll tell you how no. we got to Austin Dotson. Yeah. And, I, and listeners, don't you know? Don't tune out. This is going to be good. I think you're going to love listening. It's be real good. You're going to love listening to hear about Austin Dotson and his journey. So we originally had a former NFL player on. That's I'll, I'll remain nameless. He will come on. He's going to reschedule. Uh, something came up. Nothing major. Just something could, couldn't do it. And his agent, his people, uh, said, "Tell you what, I, he can't make it, but I can find a replacement." And I said. Yeah, that you know, if you, awesome. anybody listening that's done something like this, that's a big deal, man. You know, we got to fill that. We don't want to take a week off of the podcast, you know. And so, I said, I'll take Austin Dotson. You know, first I said who, I don't, 
And, you know, and I, and I don't think if Austin listens to this, I don't think he'll think that. I mean, who is Austin Dotson? We're well, about to find out. We, we, you We're guys about are about to, to find out. We obviously found out because we have to do the obvious. We have to work to Google on the internet machine, do some deep diving. And you do more than I do, which I appreciate. The, were, were you excited about the things you found out about Austin? What, what you know, was, I first went to his Instagram. And he's got a great yeah, Instagram. It's it's almost like he's an anti-gravity. Like he's got so much control with his abdominal muscles. It's it's very impressive to watch. And he's got some cool stuff. I mean, he did a vertical jump on top of a car and pulling trucks. And his Supermans are ridiculous. Uh, and it, it was actually really enjoyable to kind of look into him and his, his journey. Superman? Yeah. What, his, what is it? You know, where, where you, you jump up and, oh, man, it's I'll have to show you a video. Where, where do you land? You land back down on your... This is a thing? You're in like a, a push-up, and then you kind of bring oh, it up, and then bring it back down. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was so, so pretty impressive. You're saying he's an athlete. You could say that. He's uh, he's I, an inspirational athlete. I Googled, I Googled image Tim. I Googled, you know, I went to his Instagram, it's too. Nice to look at, too. And, okay, and uh, I'll take your word for it. No, he, he is a, he's a handsome fella, uh, definitely, but he was, um, I read about him, and it was, I can't wait to ask him about getting abs in three weeks. I also read that, and that is a question I'd also like to be. He was, he was, hey, Dottie. He's, uh, hey, is that what he goes by? I think so. We'll ask him. Yeah. Well, hey, let's, let's, let's stop. How do you let's, get abs like Dottie? Let's stop talking about him. Let's get him on the line. Let's do it. Hey, good news. Austin answered. He didn't blow us off. We got him on the line. Austin Dotson, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Hey, Austin, first thing, do we call you Dottie? Do we call you A Dot? What do we call you? I used to go by Dottie. Okay, I like it. D-O-T-T-Y, Dottie. Austin Dotson. Hey, we appreciate your time today. Um, you know, I, I, I always like to start off by by asking where, where we're talking to you from. Where are you, where are you standing? Are you, what part of the country? What part of the world? I'm in Los Angeles, California. Heard of it? Been there. <laughs> in the, the United States. Are yes. you, did I, okay, so I did read that. Are you down in the south part of L.A.? Yes, on, in uh, South Bay. And is that is that where you grew up? Yes, sir. I grew up in Carson. That's um, it's Los Angeles County, so um, it's it's around the area of Los Angeles. Not too far from Orange County. Right. It's like in the middle, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, grew up there. Tell us about your upbringing. Tell us about what led you kind of into sports and athletics. Started with Taekwondo. Yeah. Well, growing up, Taekwondo was pretty much everything for me. I. Um, before I knew about the job world, I wanted to be a ninja. You know, for some reason, I, I used to like uh, martial arts and watching movies of, of people doing flips and acrobatic movements. And so I, I figured, oh, yeah, when I grow up, I want to be a ninja. So that's how I figured I found uh, Taekwondo. And I'm a huge, huge Bruce Lee fan. And he really inspired my, uh, my whole journey in, in the life of sports and uh, activity. And so uh, I, I did Taekwondo for about three and a half years. Um, and that was amazing for me until, you know, some things happened into the company and I had to, uh, get out of it. And from there I found football and I, I did I played football for about 10 years. And so really my journey was through, um, that's how my sporting journey started just through Taekwondo. And then I had to find another avenue of something that I had to practice my craft in and, uh, find a love for football. And that's how that happened. Yeah, Dottie, question about Bruce Lee, because, I mean, you what are you, 28, 29 years old? How old are you? 29. Yeah, so so Bruce Lee died in 1973, 
So how who got you into Bruce Lee? Was it like the internet? Was it your parents, grandparents? Who was it? I think it was just me, me seeing something on on TV, and I happened to see it, and I grew a love for it immediately. I think it was maybe um, his his energy level, his body, everything was it was just like awesome, you know. Like you you don't usually see people that look and act that way, you know. And at a young age, I figured like, wow, maybe I could be something like that because. I had a um, like a four pack when I was four years old. He was always super shredded, you know, and I was like always flexing. And I'm like, I'm Bruce Lee, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, did you did you get into Jeet Kune Do ever then, or is it mainly just Taekwondo? It was just Taekwondo. Okay. I, I never really explored anything else. Cool. So what what foundational things did you learn from Taekwondo that you actually took with you into your now career into football? Um, discipline. Definitely. I took mm. discipline. Uh, and that was really the biggest thing because in life, that's what we need is discipline. And mm-hmm. we don't really develop those those traits, you know, until I mean, unless we experience it, you know, and I think at an early age, if you you learn how to be disciplined, you know how to go about life. You know, you'll know, you'll know how to go through situations and how to deal with certain things because you're disciplined and, you know, jump the gun. You know, and a lot of a lot of us don't have that that discipline early on. And you have to we learn the hard way of how to uh, deal with situations and stay calm under pressure. And I think that really helps me develop that, those traits. Did you have a supportive family growing up? Oh, awesome. Yes, definitely had a, a very supportive uh, mother and father that they are still together. They just had a, their anniversary, uh, I think, last week or two weeks ago. Wow. It was on the 19th of April. Celebrate. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. 30 years. 30 years. Wow. Good for them. And Dottie, so let's talk about, you ended up at Sacramento State. Is that accurate? Yes. And was, tell me about that playing in high school. If I read correctly, you've admitted that, I don't know if admitted is a word, but you've stated that you weren't the best player on the team or the most talented, but that motivated you to work harder. Is, is, is that accurate? I would say I wasn't the most experienced. Okay. I had jumped into playing football without any experience. It just, I figured, um, I really, to be honest with you, I jumped into playing football from a, a video game. I seen, um, a, I don't know if you guys know Blitz the League or Blitz, if you ever heard of that game. It was like a, a, a funny, like, uh, creative game that is um, very unrealistic. And I figured, you know, uh, I can be in that type of game. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start playing football too without any experience. And, I wasn't the best at all. You know, I didn't really know what position to play. I didn't know anything about football. I was just out there kind of going through the motions and uh, I didn't really understand anything. So I wasn't, I was just fast, uh, like very athletic, but with no skill, Hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. sure. So what did the, how did the, what did the coaches think of that? Because that's, if I'm not a coach, but I kind of understand coaches, they got to be looking at this raw talent, you know, that's, that, that they can develop. So they must've, they must've liked what they saw. Well, um, I ended up, after playing football in uh, high school, I went to a, a junior college, and that's when I really started to hone on my skills. Mm-hmm. Because in, in, in high school, I wasn't really that good. You okay. know, I was just like fast. I didn't play that much. Uh, I was on the special teams doing kick return. That's when I was actually really good because all I had to do was catch the ball and go run, you know. And so I just followed my instincts on that, and I was pretty good at doing that. But that didn't lead that didn't lead to any offers or anything other than that. 
And so I really had to go the hard route, which is nobody likes to really take, which is junior college. And uh, I really helped me uh, really tap into my skills, my discipline level, and really learn more about the game, learn more about myself and, and my hard work. You know, because at the point, you know, we didn't we didn't have money to just drop on a, a scholarship. You know, you know, scholarships around like fifty, sixty thousand dollars, you know, or more, right. depending on where you go. And we didn't have that type of money to just drop on that. So I figured my skills will have to pay for my college. Hmm. You know, so I, that's when I really figured I would have to make sure my grades is correct. I would have to make sure I'm doing enough. So when people see me, they, they're like, I have to have that guy. Yeah. Did you play two years at JUCO? I did. And then because yes. a JUCO a JUCO transfer in, to Division One football is pretty rare, isn't it? You see it in basketball more. So that's impressive. I mean, you don't see it a lot. Yeah, yeah, especially around my um, around my time of being in school. The kids got it easier now. They got camps and all these yeah. uh, crazy things where they are 16-year-old guys or, or way younger guys and, and not even high school yet getting Division One offers. You know, we didn't have nothing mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. We had some of the best players in the country go to junior college. And so Sacramento State, you went. You, did you graduate from there? Did you play two years there? Tell us about that time. I did, yes. I played two years at Sacramento State. Uh, that was an experience, uh, also a learning situation that not everything that glitters is gold, or I, I guess that's the saying. You know, um, sometimes, you know, you, you hop into a situation and you believe it's going to be one thing and it turns out to be another. And, you know, I, that just made me um, realize the intentions of people and the intentions of my intentions of what I would like to jump into something. You know, it just kind of makes you a little bit more safeguarded. Yeah. You know, and, and after you left football, after you opted out of the fast pace of football and realized it wasn't going to pan out or it wasn't what you planned, you know, how did you lean into what now? How did you lean into where am I going after this or what am I going to create? What was that like for you, Daddy? It was after getting out of football, which was in 2016, um, I would say it was a very scary moment because at that point, like football teaches you it's like in the football world, it's very tunnel vision. You know, everyone, if you ask anybody to say, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? On Their main question, I mean, their main answer will be, oh, I'm going to go to the league. Or I'm, I'm about to go here. I'm about to go there. And in reality, if you took a look at the percentages, only 1% of, you know, kids make it to the NFL out of all the kids that, that even attempt to play football. You know, and our, we are so locked into the, I'm going to the league that we're not aware that, the things that we're capable of doing, you know, and at that point, in my opinion, even though it's a, um, even though you get a degree, I feel like it was a wasted degree. You know, I, I got my degree in something that I uh, really had no intentions of using. You know, it, if, if so, if I would have been taught differently, I would have used it in something that I have interest in, like fitness or computer technology or something like that. Instead, I just used the cop out version. And this is my opinion. Like I said, sure. uh, and, and I used the uh, I got a degree in communications because it was uh-huh. the most easy thing you can get, you know. And in reality, you look at it, communications, unless you're planning on being like in like journalism or something like a, a PA or it, it's it's tough to use that. You sure. know, it's, it's it's so broad. You're so broad, you know, and I really like when looking at my credits and everything, um, it was just easier for me to 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 take that major and graduate with it. You know, and a lot of kids don't know that because it's tunnel vision. So I was lost, you know, and I didn't really know where um, where to go after that. Um, didn't know what I was good at. 
or what I was bad at, I was just sitting there just kind of like, what's next, you know? Yeah. And I think um, what was scary is that everyone else had that question too. So what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? You know, and I'm, and I didn't have an answer for you. So it was uh, a super struggle going through that whole uh, situation, you know, I'm trying to find myself, find the person that I am now, you know, I had to really go through some, some, some traumatic situations to really mm-hmm. figure out who Dottie really is. Thanks for sharing that. I've got Absolutely. a lot of questions surrounding that, but I, I think I want to ask this right now. What do you do? If somebody asks you on the street or in a coffee shop or wherever, you know, what do you do? What do you tell them? I help save lives. That's what I do. I, I do that by pure motivation and inspiration and also hands-on experience with, you know, like touching people, like letting them know that they can be anything that they want to be even though that's a cliche moment or a cliche term, uh, it's, it's extremely true. You know, and a lot of people, they doubt themselves because they figure, they figure out that uh, they, they listen to someone else and all you need is the voice, your voice, you know, to speak out and say that I can do it and it can be accomplished. So uh, however you want to take that, that's, that's what I do. No, and that makes sense. Thank you for that. that. Not long ago, you is it fair to say you hit what some people would call rock bottom? hundred percent. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit as much as you want to share? Yes. So like, like I said before, in 2016, I kind of lost, I lost my way. After I didn't make it to the NFL and I, I was playing arena football and I figured I would just retire from there because the money wasn't good enough. And I figured I was kind of wasting my time. I didn't want to get too old and still be trying to chase a dream, you know? And at that point I gave football up. I came to the decision and I just wanted to figure out what was next. And from there, it wasn't a good decision to just to just go cold turkey and just give everything up without a, a, a solid plan. You know, and I, that was something I didn't really think through. And I got a job working behind a desk, you know, uh, for a mortgage company. And that's something that I have never really done before at all. Like, I don't, um, you know, just sitting down for 10 to 12 hours a day on a computer, typing up loans and things like that. It wasn't something that I was used to. I'm, I'm a very active person, always running, jumping, spinning, stuff like that. And it was just different for me. And uh, I didn't really know how to how to take that. Also, at the point, I didn't know any I didn't know much about the fitness world. I just knew that I was always in like some decent shape. Like I said, I had a four pack, six pack when I was four. You know, things like that. I just figured genetics would take over and I'd be cool. And so I hadn't worked out in like months and months. And I was doing things I shouldn't be doing, hanging with people that I shouldn't be hanging mm-hmm. with, you know, eating the terrible foods, um, just things that shouldn't be going and I shouldn't be consuming or shouldn't be doing. I was partying a lot, you know, and really it was just like that was how I see it now. That was a sense of depression and you're not knowing it. You know, sometimes... Yeah. yeah, it's a distraction and it's a pool. Just you're depressed and you don't know it, you know. So you do things out of the out of the norm. Just, you know, one thing led to another and it just kind of start spiraling downhill. I ended up losing that job that I was working. And, you know, I, I didn't have any I didn't have any money. I was getting in trouble, things like that, you know. And then it just came to a point where I had to look at myself in the mirror and just be honest with myself. And it's like, you know, you're screwing up, you know, and you're not the person that you should be. You know, you're not a good role model for the person that or the people that are looking up to you. And you not only fell in yourself, but you fell in your family and everyone who believes in you. And that's when I made my decision to change my life. And what would you say to someone who's in that moment, Daddy, who's who's in that mindset of 
giving up, what would you say to bring them out of that? Or what is the first step out of that, in your opinion? You have to trust yourself. Mm. You know, you have to trust in your ability. You know, we we are so fixated on what everybody else thinks of us. You know, and we don't we don't tap into our true potential and be the person that we want to be because of the fear of what someone else might think or or uh, if you might fail. Or I don't want to go. I don't want to quit my job because even though I hate it and, it and it's terrible on my mental aspect. I don't want to quit it because I'm I'm scared that. I'm not going to be good at my own passion. Mm-hmm. You know what? What that makes zero sense. If you're passionate about something, you can't fail. I'm sorry. If you're passionate about it, you're not going to allow yourself to fail because you put everything you have into that passion. You won't fail. And people don't believe in themselves. They don't trust themselves because they hear, they listen to the, the the outside people, or they listen to their own little that little negative voice in their head saying, "Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you shouldn't do it." One thing I, I can tell a person, that voice will never shut up. That voice will never be quiet. It's going to be as loud as it, it has to be just to make you deter from the route that you want to take. It's, go, it's, it's always going to be there. But the thing is, you have to tone that out and you have to actually just follow what you want to do. And you will be successful in anything you want to do as long as you trust and believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Dottie, when you were, well, in 2016, when you were when you were in a, in a, in a bad place, um... And you seem like a self-motivated, self-disciplined guy, but did you have to ask for help? Did you reach out for help? Did you get help? And if so, was that hard to ask for? No, I, I uh, 100% honest, I didn't ask for any help because I figured, um, now that's not wrong. You know, there's, there's, there's honor in asking for help because no a judgment. lot of people, we need help, you know. But in this sense, I didn't ask for help because I, I got myself in these situations and it's up to me to get myself out. You know, it's like I, I don't like the fact that, you know, if there's a, a big hole that you'll get in, that you'll jump into and you'll get lost, why jump into it? You know, and then ask for somebody to help you out. No, you jump into it. You figure out how to get out. Oh, wow, you know that's, that's a perspective. How, yeah, that's yeah. how I. And the reason I bring it up, we probably do have some listeners that that can uh, relate to your story, but you know, some of them might need like a twelve step, th- something like that. And it sounds like you didn't go that route. Right. Yeah. I I, I just put it all in my hands. Put my my own self on my back. You know, and I figured, like, you know, I have to figure out a way how to get out this situation. Uh, if, if there's a way that you got in, there can be a way that you can get out. You know, there's there's a, always a, a lock and a key for, for any door. You know, it, there's no such thing yes. as one lock on one side and it doesn't open on the other. That's, you know, that's not how it works. So I figure, if you know, if I can lock the door, I also got the key. Wow, good for you! And then three weeks later, you had abs, right? Let's talk about that. Yes. You, you used you used fit. I read that. I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait a second here. Th- three weeks yes, later, yes, three weeks later, abs. Yes, well, he, sir. Always, so, he always had the four pack. Well, I knew, but but come on, you you can't you not you tell me not not a little genetic here. This is all hard work. Dang man. Oh no, no 100%, 100%, <laughs> I, I definitely have you know great genetics, thank God. But it was also a token to hard work. So, uh, right, right. like I, I stated a long time ago in one of my interviews, that it doesn't matter what type of genetics you have, if you're not doing the correct things to keep your body up, them genetics don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Your body will go straight to scrambles. And so, with that, I had really had to do a lot of trial and error to learn how to treat my body and how to put things in in my body. And I really just went into the gym like a lot of people do. They just don't know what they're. they're what they're doing and so I I'd rather experiment so I can learn when I was looking at your Instagram by the way your your feed is fantastic I I love 
I mean, you look like you're anti-gravity, as I mentioned earlier in the episode. Like your your strength and your your control is. And Kitty thinks you're pretty handsome. And too. you're you're not bad to look at either. Those abs <laughs> are fantastic. Uh, but I also got a chance to look at your ink, Dottie. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I also saw that you had a one of your own quotes tatted on you. Do you want to share that mm-hmm. with anyone? Yeah, that that's about about overcoming failure, you know, and not being afraid to fail. You know, I got I got that when I was uh, I believe I was like 17 years old. Was that one of your first ones? Yeah, that was one of my first ones. Okay. Um, I I watched a movie called uh, it was so long ago. I think it's called like GI Jane or something like sure. that. And was, with Demi Moore. Yes. Yeah. And that was an inspiring movie for me, and that made me write my own quote, you know. And that right there is basically because myself was always afraid to fail, you know. And I really didn't understand what I was saying or even writing until I actually failed at something, you know. And I realized that when you actually fail at something, you you really about to learn what's going on, so you don't make that same mistake, you know. And sometimes people they neglect the actual failure, you know, and like you. There's you need to learn from that failure. It's good to fail, but it's not good to fail at the same thing because that means you didn't learn, you know. So it's like that's the whole point of failing. You learn so you don't make that same mistake. You keep getting better and better. And so that's the whole that, that whole uh, thing inspired me to you know write that quote and I put it on myself so I'll never forget it, you know. And even if I may forget the words, I, I just know what what it's about. Daddy, we we've, we love uh, what you've been telling us so far. It's it's really awesome, really inspirational. Tell us about your daughter. Is it Mia, Maya? How do you, how do you pronounce that? It's Mia. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about Mia? Mia is amazing. She is a a free spirited kid, you know, and uh, she she really takes after me a lot, and she really inspires me to continue to motivate and be a role model, you know, because kids are sponges at that age, you know, and they do everything that you do and they want to do everything you do. So at that moment, you know, I just look at things like I want to put the best out. I want to be a positive role model. I want to be the best person that I can be. So when she grows up, she can be the best, best person she can be. So she knows how to move through life and she's inspired by her father, you know, and she's always, uh, She's a, a calm person where she's always has a smile on her face, always happy, never sad, things like that. And that's because of the innocence, you know, and I want to keep that as long as I can before the world, you know, gets to that. And everyone starts out as being innocent because they don't know, you know, and then the world comes in and, and screws mm-hmm. everything up in the sense that they they make you doubt yourself. They make you think you're not as pretty as you as you should be or you're not wearing the correct clothes, things like that. And it takes away from that innocence. And then now you're not smiling anymore. You're frowning you know, or you walk around with an attitude, things like that. And I want to keep her innocent. And she really inspires me to be the best person I can be for her. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you want to keep me in the land of make believe. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. Um, uh, you know, how do we how do we find you, Dottie? How, how would someone... Find you, like I said, your Instagram feed is fantastic. Uh, and Mia is on there as well. I got to see Mia. Uh, how would yes. someone find you, Daddy? You can you can find me via Instagram or my email is on there. Like all my contact information is pretty much on my Instagram. I'm always on my phone. I'm the I'm the type of person that uh, if you call, I answer. I, it doesn't matter who it is, what time it is. That's just the type of person I am. I'm always accessible. You know, um, it's really not hard to to get in contact with me because if you call you text you will expect the answer 
Got it. And you'll get a real person, which yeah. sounds fantastic. Hey, I've got your number. Authentic. I've got your number. I'll be texting I and calling. Hey, Dottie, what's uh, one last question for you? What's what's the uh, the near future hold for you? The next you know year or two. I want to continue to inspire the masses, I, but I want to do it on a bigger scale. I have plans of, I honestly to, I want to be a global icon. I want to inspire people, not just in my area, but across the world. I want people in, in different countries just saying like, hey, this guy, look what I can do because of this guy. You know, I believed in myself or I overcame this situation because I listened to this guy or because I've seen him do something so I can do it too. That type of thing. I would. I really want to be able to go somewhere and make people come together and and know that health is wealth. That's mm -hmm. what I really want to accomplish in the next year or two. I, I want to accomplish that now if I could. You know, I just really want to build a, a a total world brand. Wow. Hey, listen. I hope our listeners follow you, man. That we uh, we need the world needs more people like like you're Donnie, very don't influential you think? energy. Absolutely. I appreciate that. I'm fired up. I'm ready to do some Supermans. <laughs> I'm ready to jump on top of a car. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 I'll let you jump on top of the car. I'll do the Supermans. Um, Dottie, any any parting words before we uh, let you go? Because I know you're busy. Well, like I said before, if you are listening and tuning in, just know that this is not the end. You know, everything everything happens for a reason. You just have to trust yourself and take things one day at a time. Don't try to take every. Don't try to do all tasks at once and stretch yourself out. Take things one day, one day at a time, and listen to yourself. Follow your instincts. Follow your gut. That's coming from a disciplined so, ninja. It's all about, it's all about balance, like a Libra. Hey, yes, we, we we appreciate <laughs> we appreciate your time, Daddy. Take care, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. Wow, he's cool, man. I really enjoyed him. Yeah. 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 He was. Uh, he was. Uh, he's a Libra. He is a Libra, and he obviously is balanced. Do one thing, one thing, one step at a time. First and last time we're going to talk about that. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, I'm glad that we got Dottie. I mean, he filled in. He's a fill-in. He was a great fill-in. He was a great fill-in. So, cool. Well, anything else you want to add? No, I hope you have a great week. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you <laughs> next week. <laughs> we'll do this uh, same bad time, same bad channel, as they say, uh, next week. Thanks for having I'll me, Kitty. I'm Jason Lindsay. This is the PowerBlock Fitness Podcast. Check us out at PowerBlock.com. Support, subscribe, follow us, share us. Well, yeah, we got Instagram and Facebook, too. We can promote that. Absolutely. All right, cool. Peace out.